You're listening to Rosemary Goes to the Mall, the saga of one woman's lonely journey around the Mall of America. So this is it, the momentous, the, I don't know what to call it, the amazing moment at which beginning meets end, and I circle around completely back to where I started in the mall. I'm a little overwhelmed. I it's I have trouble getting going out of the house this morning. I keep finding things to do that um keep me from from actually um getting out and and moving on with my life here um at the mall. But I finally I finally get out and I I head off to the mall. And um I, when I get to the mall and I find my parking space, the first thing I do is I call Pearl Vision because I still haven't heard anything about my glasses and, um, I want to make sure that I can pick them up today. So I give them a call from the car outside the mall and they tell me that they just, uh, arrived so I can pick them up today. So that's fantastic. So returns you know, Abercrombie and Fitch continues to make me crazy. They've changed their pictures. They no longer have pictures of threesomes up by the register. It's just like, you know, naked guys. Can't even hear the sales girl. The music is so loud. It's unbelievable. So when I go over to Swarovski Crystal, I'm just making conversation because, you know, last time I was in, I commented on how loud the music and she seemed really crabby about the whole thing. And, um, I just say, wow, you know, Abercrombie's music seems a little quieter than, uh, the other day. And she snorts, she literally snorts. Um, and then her coworker starts spouting just venomous remarks, um, about Abercrombie and Fitch and how the loud music is part of their marketing strategy because you don't want to spend time in there. You just get in and get out and how, when her daughter was a teenager, she used to go to the limited and they used to do that there. And, um, she used to just sit outside and wait and tell her to come and get her when she was ready. And she would just buy whatever her daughter wanted, which I think is pretty lame personally, but, um, but I get her point. Um, and I wonder if it really is part of their marketing strategy. You know, the one at Rosedale mall isn't nearly as loud. I can go in there and actually hear myself think, but this one is really out of control. I, I go up to Skechers and, you know, I kind of hang out, um, by the benches for a little while because, the, um, my sales guy and another sales guy from mobile solutions are standing outside their store again. And I just don't really want them to see me. Um, it just makes me really uncomfortable that they might catch on because they just insist on being out in the world of the mall instead of in their store where they belong. And I just, I don't want them to see me going to all these stores and, and returning everything. Um, so I wait until they're turned the other way, trying to get someone to talk to them. And then I slip into Skechers and, um, and in Skechers, they're really nice. There's actually a couple girls there training from Edmonton, Alberta, because they're about to open up a Skechers in the West Edmonton mall in Alberta, which is actually 
a bigger mall than the Mall of America and developed by the same guys who developed the Mall of America. And um, the Mall of America is actually kind of modeled on it. Uh, so I'm amazed, I'm amazed that they don't have a Skechers yet, but apparently they don't. Um, mobile solutions. I, I go in and I, I stop my sales guy outside of the door and I'm like, um, I have a return and he doesn't seem to recognize me. Uh, and maybe he just sold too many phones yesterday and he, he, you know, um, it's all a blur. Uh, so I'm just like, well, I have a return. I need to return this. And he looks at me like I'm nuts and he starts to walk inside the store with me and I'm looking over and there's no one behind the register and he's sort of like stuck in this no man's land. And he finally, like, he's not really walking. He's kind of trying to stay at the door, but he's kind of trying to show me he's making an effort to get over to the register. And then he finally says, um, I don't know how to do a credit card return. So can you come back when my manager's here in a little while? And I'm like, sure. Well, when's a little while? And he says, um, around one thirty, and it's 1115. And while I may actually be at the mall at one thirty, and probably will be, you know, I think that's really obnoxious to leave a couple guys who don't even know how to properly work the register and someone is supposed to come back two hours later. That's really, it's just so dumb. Uh, so anyway, I get a little snippy with him. Um, but I say that I will come back then. When I finish all my returns, um, which also involves going to Delia's as well. And, um, she's kind of funny cause she's like, was this an impulse buy? And I'm like, yeah, it was. And she says, you know, I do that. I went uh, yesterday on my lunch break. I went downstairs to Aldo and I bought a pair of shoes and then I got home and I was like, oh my God, I just spent $50 on nothing. And, um, gee, I've been doing a lot of that, so, um, I can totally relate. We have a nice little bonding moment actually. Uh, but when I'm all done with that, I head off to Pearl to get my glasses and, uh, I go in and, and actually the woman who helped me buy the glasses is busy. And, uh, so I end up actually back with Elizabeth, who's the first woman who helped me when I first went in there and, uh, she goes back, she gets my glasses and, and I put them on and gosh, you know, I mean, I think they look good. They're different though. And I'm going to have to get used to them. Um, and I, I, I mean, I think they look good though. They're just, they're more glassesy than, but they're all, you know, I, I think they're good. I think, I think I did good. And I, I think the sunglasses are great and I'm super excited to, um, to try those out. So, um, with my new spectacles on for the whole world, and I have to say for the first time in a couple years, my glasses are not slipping down my nose just like helplessly. Like I, I, all I do, it's probably this tick that everyone, if someone was going to imitate me or make fun of me or something, they would just continue to push their glasses back up their nose repeatedly. And my glasses are not falling down my nose. I'm so happy. Um, so with my glasses 
uh, steadily in place. I take the escalator down to the first floor and, um, gosh, you know, um, I, I don't know what to feel. Um, but I take a look at the first two stores on the aisle and it's Goodman Jewelers and World of Charms. And, you know, wouldn't you know it that I end up with two jewelry stores to hit today. I will not, you know, I'll miss some of the fun stuff about shopping at the mall, but jewelry stores, I will not miss at all. They are so useless and there's so many of them. And I think they should all go away. Really. They're just, they don't add anything. There's no value added by jewelry stores culturally at all. That being said, I need to get my butt into Goodman Jewelers. Um, so I, I do so and immediately, of course, get uh, attacked by a salesperson. And um, the first thing I come across are these gold necklaces. And they're kind of these nice little gold linked chains. Uh, not chains. They're like, it's like chains that become broader because they're linked together in these different designs. And so it's kind of like, uh, it's really wide in the front, um, really, really fine work and they're really pretty. And I think, well, I wouldn't mind one of those. And so I have her pull one out and I ask the price and it's normally $500, but it's uh, on sale for half price. So it's two fifty, which I think is probably a fantastic price, but I don't really feel like just going over the top today. So I, I think I'm going to pass uh, on that right now. And I make my way down the a row of all these different necklaces like that. Uh, and they're all, they're getting more expensive, not less. Um, so we finally end up with an $800 one and then a $1,200 one. So I'm out of my league. Um, I'm going to go back to that first one, but I keep going down the aisle and I get to the sterling silver. And this is a realm in which I am much more comfortable. Uh, and they're, they're not nearly as attractive as the gold ones when I usually like silver better, but not in this case, but I get this kind of princessy chain thing that kind of goes down to a V in the front. And I think, well, this is good and princessy and like, and this will fulfill whatever this thing is I have about these kind of um, necklaces. And this one is only uh, $99. So that's an even better part of the story. So I uh, tell her that I'm going to get that and um, she, I say that it's a gift and she asked me if I want a gift wrapped and in celebration of, um, this being my last shopping trip to the mall, I say, yes, I would be happy to have that gift wrapped. Now world of charms, um, I go in and it's obviously it's like charm bracelets and charms that you can put on necklaces and things like that. And, you know, pretty dumb stuff. And I take a swing by the, uh, 
register and of course of course there's no returns so this changes the dynamic of my visit a little bit and I start to look for something that I think I could tolerate owning and really there's not much here you can get your animal charms you can get your food charms you can get your random charms you can get um, there's actually a little thing with these animals that have this special kind of colored uh, glass work in them and those are really nice but of course those are the most expensive I just keep going around. There's travel charms, there's hobby charms, there's profession charms, there's charms with like a little paint palette, you know, with brushes attached to it. And I think that could be kind of funny, but honestly, I would never wear it. I find a couple charms, which are these little keys. And I could imagine getting one of those and having it on a chain and wearing it. So I asked to see those and those are uh, there's one that's 10, there's one that's 12, and then there's one with two keys on it, and that is 16. Um, and I try them on with a gold, um, with a silver chain and also with a black um, leather thong thing. Is that what you call it, the thong? Um, that brings to mind something else. Um, cord, uh, not chain, a leather thing that goes around your neck. And, uh, I think they both look kind of dumb either way. So I go back to some of the profession ones and they actually have, uh, one with a little set of handcuffs and, um, a few that are little guns. And I'm thinking maybe I can get, uh, uh, one of these for Beth because she's a cop in Ontario and uh, maybe she would like a set of handcuffs for a charm. And it, the handcuffs, it turns out, are $26 and the guns go between uh, 10 and $18. But I kind of like the handcuffs the best. So I decide to get her the uh, handcuffs charm and, um, I don't get her necklace cause that would make it just even more expensive. And it's kind of a throwaway gift, which is a lot of money for $26. But on the other hand, you know, I just feel better about getting something that has some value to it, uh, in some way. Now Victoria's secret is having this sale still. I haven't missed it. And while I chickened out a, a few visits ago and kind of freaked out about how much money I was spending, I really, really do need some underwear. And I kind of want one of those sale bags because they're different and they're kind of cute. So I uh, am going to go in and I'm going to buy some new underwear. And it's five for $25. And what I usually do is I buy 10 and then that lasts me for a good long time. And they're very comfortable underwear. And some of them are even kind of cute. And I, it's a known quantity, so I'm, I'm very comfortable with that. Uh, so I go in and um, I go past the thongs. So you don't want to get mixed up in the thongs. Um, uh, see, that's the kind of thong that I was thinking about. Yeah, I'm, you know, uh, first thing that came to my mind. But um, I don't like thongs so much. So I go straight for the, um, the high leg bikinis. 
and um, a size medium. And I pick out some fun pairs first. At first, I'm thinking I'll just get five pairs, although that's not enough to get you through a week of no laundry. So it kind of just makes sense to get 10 pretty much no matter what. And you never know, you know, you might, I don't know, sweat through a pair by going running and then need another pair or something like that. You know, it's always good to have more than five pairs of underwear. And what I would really like to do is just throw out all my old underwear. That is sort of where I'm at with it. So first I pick out some fun pairs that are kind of stripey and um, pink and blue and orange and all these things. But then I also need the sober solid colored pairs. And, you know, I get a black, I get a dark blue, a dark gray, a light gray, and a white. And and um, that should cover me for another, you know, oh, year to year and a half, I'd say. Now, Rampage, we are getting into a sort of new space here on the first floor. Rampage is 40% off everything. And I think, well, I'll just try to find something I like in here. If it's 40% off, that's a really good deal. Uh, but no luck. The the clothes are just not me. They're kind of frilly where I don't want them to be frilly. They're, they, they don't cover my body where I need it to be covered. Um, it's poofy where I'm already too poofy and uh, skinny where I'm not skinny. So, you know, in general, just kind of a bad match for me. I circle for a while because that's sort of what I do. And I'm having this moment of grand indecision. And then I kind of leap into a tactic that I've had before for this, and that is um, go for the bag. So I grab um, this really ugly, but that's really all they have, this ugly purse with lots of little pouches and pockets, and um, I wouldn't be caught dead with it personally. Uh, and I bring that over to the counter, and uh, and I buy that. And it's just, it's just friggin' hideous, man. Um, I, I actually can't believe how ugly purses are right now. They're so poofy and pouchy and like big, they're big, big, big. Like I just don't want to be seen with these purses, honestly, but that's the style right now. Go figure. I'm just zigzagging back and forth. Um, so next I go into Aeropostale and this is just more teenagery crap. Um, but they also have some nice bags and they're only $12.99 each. And so I actually pick out two. One is this little brown tote with gold butterflies on the front. And it's just kind of a smallish size. Um, but really kind of convenient, uh, size, uh, like it's not too big, not too small kind of thing. And then there's this little purse, this little cloth purse that, you know, barely fits over your shoulder. It just like a little pouch that you would sort of swing on. And, um, honestly, it's totally like not practical, but I just think it's cute and I would never really keep this, but, um, but I, I just kind of, I just kind of like both of them. So, uh, they're only $12.99 each. So, um, I decide I'm going to get those. And, um, as I head over to the counter, I pass by the underwear, uh, showcase, I guess, what would you call it? Uh, underwear 
God, I've gone to how many stores in the Mall of America, and I still don't have language to describe what I'm looking at. It's um, it's not a counter. It's not a rack exactly. It's um, a thingy, a display thingy. Uh, so anyway, um, I pass by the underwear display thingy and I therefore for $18 which is actually a better deal than Victoria's Secret and I consider for a moment getting some underwear here too just sort of as a joke but um, I don't know it all says like paws off and almost sweet and things like that and I don't want words on my ass I know that it's you know, it's supposed to be cute and maybe teenagers want words on their ass, but I don't want words on my ass personally. So I stick with the bags and, uh, and, and leave it at that. Ann Taylor Loft is one of those stores that I always find lots of great stuff in. I always think it's going to be too preppy for me. And then I go in and I find all kinds of things that fit really well. And God bless Ann Taylor for opening up the loft because finally there's Ann Taylor clothes that I personally can afford, kind of. So I go in there and, um, you know, immediately get sucked in by the full price stuff. Of course, um, there's this really cute brown skirt with embroidery all over it. I really, really like it. Uh, I think that would be really cute. I don't take the little tank top that goes with it because I figure I have tons of brown tank tops uh, and maybe I could even find something better to wear with it. Um, but it's, I, I really like this. Although once again, I think, gosh, you know, there are all kinds of skirts out there with cute embroidery and things. I personally would like to see these companies start making pants like nice pants with the same kind of thing on it. Like if there were a pair of brown pants that had this kind of embroidery on it, I would buy those in a nanosecond. Uh, but clearly these designers are not attuned to my needs as a pant wearer and, and really are trying to get everyone to be super feminine with their skirts and everything. Uh, so anyway, I grab the skirt. There's some really pretty dresses. I pick out a pink floral one. And then um, as I move towards the back, I also find this brown long dress, again with embroidery. I don't know what it is with embroidery, um, around the, the hem and also right at the uh, the breast. And it's just a little strappy dress. I go back to the sale racks because this is really usually where I find gold uh, is the sale racks. And I start looking through and it's pretty thin. I'm, I'm striking out uh, here. Although I do find this blue floral shirt that's really pretty, but they only have it in a 14. And um, I'll try that on because sometimes 14s work for me. Um, I, I go into the dressing room and, um, the saleswoman starts going on and on about the blue floral blouse on the way in and how perfect it is and how it would look great with a white skirt. She actually holds it up to herself and, and she has a white skirt on. She says, this would look great with a white skirt. And I'm like, yeah, it sure would. That's great. Thank you. I try the stuff on and 
boy, the pink dress is super frilly and just ugly on me. And I also try on the blue blouse right away. And it's just a little too big. You know, it's a size 14 and sometimes the 14s work, but I guess in here, I really am more a size 12. Uh, but I love the brown embroidered skirt. And I also really love the brown dress. And I'm wondering if I like the brown dress better than the brown dress I bought at Nordstrom Rack with Clea. It's really different. And I'm not sure it's quite as dressy looking, but it's really pretty. And I bet if you dressed it up with nice shoes and nice jewelry and a nice bag and like a wrap, could pass for really dressy. It's a hundred dollars, but it's a much nicer dress than the one I got at Nordstrom Rack and maybe a little bit more me. The Nordstrom Rack one is like a little bit poofy and fancy looking. And this is a little bit more simple and just like me, you know, like not over the top, but just kind of classic and simple looking. Did I say simple like five times there? Um, yeah, classic and, and classic. I decide to get both the skirt and the dress. And I know that's really bad because the dress alone is $99 and the skirt is another $69. And that's a little bit too much money for me to be spending, but, um, I figure I'll just take them home and I'll think about it. Now, um, this is actually kind of turning out to be more stores than I thought it was going to be. I've already been to six stores and I feel like there's a ton more for me to get to. Uh, so I'm a little panicked. It seems to be taking me a long time. And, uh, while I'm fretting about this on my way to Aldo accessories, my phone rings and it's Keith. And I convinced Keith that what he needed to do today was to meet me at the mall for a drink when I'm finished to celebrate. And we're going to go up to California Cafe, which has a section that uh, overlooks the amusement park and have lunch and a couple drinks and, um, you know, have like a secret date during the day. Uh, and he's going to come and meet me. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, so he calls me after I get out of Ann Taylor loft and he's ready to go, which makes me kind of nervous because I can see, I've got to go to Aldo accessories. There's Metro park. Um, there's 1000 steps, Oakley, another Aldo, a Puma, and then it goes around the corner and I can't see what comes after that. So I'm a little nervous, but I tell him, I think it's going to be about 45 minutes, which would mean he should hit the mall around two. I give him directions and then I, uh, get a move on. So I, uh, I go straight into Aldo accessories. I'm not fucking around. Uh, and I, they've got all kinds of bags and belts and whatever. And, um, you know, they, they've got this kind of cute pink bag with like Indian style embroidery and that's kind of nice, but it's got these heavy beads on it. And 
I guess I just am not super crazy about it. They've also got these fancy bags and I do kind of need a fancy bag to go with one of these brown dresses, whichever one I decide on. Cause you know, I will end up going, um, probably to Greg and Rose's wedding. If we can find someone to watch that kids that weekend. And then I've also got Colin's wedding and then I've also got Natasha's wedding and they're like, boom, boom, boom in the fall. So I will need a nice purse. And I'm thinking like a gold purse maybe would dress up this dress a little bit or a nice, a really nice brown one. Black, I think wouldn't work. It would be too black, black and brown. Just doesn't seem quite right. Um, anyway, they don't have anything but black purses and I don't really like their dressy purses anyway. Um, I'm getting a little desperate to just move on. So I actually find this kind of funny black bag that has skull and crossbones all over it in gray print. And it's actually a really nice shape when I put it on my shoulder. You know, it's a little too punk rock for me, but it's a nice shape and it would be like a really convenient bag to own. Like I would use this all the time to go to work, particularly if it didn't have skull and crossbones on it. But I just need to make a decision here. So I go for it. And I, I think that that's probably the right decision. Um, and she uh, thinks she has one in the back, but it turns out she doesn't. So I get the one that's been on display. Metro Park, um, no to the clothes, not into it. You know, I think we're phasing out of surf clothes, but we're still kind of, we're, we're phasing out of surf clothes and into more expensive stuff, but we're still in this kind of youth, uh, kind of mode. It's just a youth mode that is pricier. Uh, so I wander back towards the bags again. And, uh, I end up in the clearance section, which I didn't really mean to be in because I, I try to avoid clearance because it's often not returnable. Um, but they have these really cute bags. They kind of look like bowling bags and they have little mesh sides in them. And it turns out they are dog bags. So if you're an urban dweller or not, but if you're an urban dweller and you have a little, one of those little toy dogs, you know, one of the little yippy dogs, you can put it in one of these and take it on the subway or take it to the park or whatever in this bag. It's a little dog carrier. And I actually have seen plenty of people in New York carrying their little baby dogs, either in bags like this or just regular old shoulder totes uh, on the subway. And so this is kind of a nostalgic purchase for me, but I'm going to go for it. And I, I consider also buying the doggy pirate suit, uh, that is right next to it. But I decide that I really only need to buy one thing here. And it's, um, normally, uh, $65 and it's marked down to, uh, $36. And I take it up to the front and he says, you know, this is 50% off. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, sure I do. And then he rings it up and it's only 17 something. And, um, wow, it's like 50% off, even off the lowest price. So that's a really good deal, even though I don't own a toy dog. And, uh, so it's not really a good deal for me, but for someone who had a toy dog and wanted something like this, it would be a very good deal.
Uh, 1,000 steps, uh, lots and lots of, of shoes, very cool shoes in here. There's a sales guy who he's got like these, um, waxed eyebrows and he looks like he's wearing makeup and he's uh, sort of a skinny, you know, boy with sort of a short haircut and he's draping himself over the, uh, the bench where you would, it's sort of like over the, the display case and the bench where you would try your shoes on it in this way that is like, you know, so gay. <laughs> it's like, hello, I'm gay. <laughs> and I know he's, <laughs> I mean, it's just so over the top, but, um, maybe that helps sell shoes <laughs> to a certain crowd. Um, I, I kind of, they've got tons of Steve Madden shoes and I think about maybe buying another pair of Steve Madden sho- shoes because I already have two pairs at home that I need to decide what I'm doing with and purchase or not. But uh, I just kind of don't feel like trying anything on. So um, I go back to the room that has more of the sporty shoes and they've got all kinds of Pumas and things in there. And in the sporty shoe room, they also have all these Puma bags. And they have this Puma bag, which is like a gold lame bag that you would put your gym clothes in or something. And it is so fucking awesome. I love this thing. It is like, it's like park Avenue for the, the hipster set, you know, it's, it's really, it's, this is great. I I need to own this. So I pick it up and I bring it back to the register and, uh, I notice they have all kinds of Puma bags behind them. So, uh, I put that on the counter, but then I asked to see this other one, which is this brown and white leather Puma bag. And it's got more of uh, a square shape. This, the gold one is like a long rectangular shape and I really like it. It's $85 as opposed to the gold lame one is, um, 60. Um, but you know, there's a Puma store coming up and I bet you they have that Puma bag that brown one there. So I think I'm going to get the gold lemme one here because I just kind of can't pass it up. I'm still wishing that I had gotten that gold lemme yoga a bag, the yoga mat carrier, because that was so awesome. But this may actually take that gold lemme yoga bag's place in my heart. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a classic, classic item. Now at this point I'm completely overloaded and although I'm, I'm a little tight on time, uh, I decide that, uh, I need to take the bags that I have and, uh, get a locker. And I do remember that I'm around the corner from some lockers on the first floor of the East side. So I just scuttle over there, rent a locker, and I barely get the, the bags that I already have into the locker. And then I head back and I, and I keep shopping. 
Oakley uh, is another one of these damn surf shops, but it is way more expensive. It also has about a million different watches and sunglasses and things like that. I don't really know what to do here. I definitely don't have the patience for watches or sunglasses. Besides which, I have a new pair of prescription sunglasses, so I don't need to buy any more sunglasses anymore. Sorry, Kate Spade. Sorry, Prada. Uh, I have a very special pair of much less expensive um, glasses now. Uh, however, well, actually, they're not less expensive once I put the expensive lenses in them. Uh, but but I don't need any more of you. Uh, the t-shirts, boring t-shirts, skirts. I can just grab something off the shelf here. And then what catches my eye is this weirdo vest. This vest has all kinds of buckles and snaps and it's really heavy duty. It's almost like the thickness of a bulletproof vest or maybe it's for skydiving or maybe it's has something to do with surfing and I just don't know what it is but it's in with just the normal clothes so I try it on I'm kind of embarrassed though because I try it on and it looks super goofy on me because I'm just not way cool enough to pull this off but it's super goofy but I I um I'm going to get it anyway. And I do this in front of all these salespeople and I'm sure they're thinking she doesn't even know what that thing is for. And to be honest, I don't. And I'm a little put off because it's, it's really heavy. Uh, and it says on the tag tactical field gear. I don't know what the fuck they are trying to get across here because I don't honestly believe that they're training people or preparing people for anything other than looking cool. Uh, but this does have the air of something with a specific purpose, but I decide that I, I need to own it. Uh, and although I get some funny looks, the guy still tries to convince me to sign up to get their catalog sent to me, but I don't want any more junk in the mail. It's just, I'm already throwing out piles and piles and piles of, magazines and catalogs I don't ask for every day. Uh, so I say no to that. But, um, but I get this vest and I have to say, this is perhaps the most intriguing item that I bought anywhere in the mall. Um, after Oakley, uh, is Aldo the shoe store. So we went to Aldo the accessory store and now we're at Aldo the shoe store. And I, I happen to really like Aldo shoes, although they are too high for me usually. They've got a sale on flip-flops, but I don't really like their flip-flops. I'm not in the mood to try on sneakers because I don't have socks with me, and I already have two pairs of sneakers at home that I still need to decide on. I got into this like log jam with the shoes, and I haven't – I think I'm going to keep the Gravis ones and return all of the ones I bought at Famous Footwear – uh, but I need to try on the brown strappies with the two brown dresses I have now because I do have to keep one pair of brown shoes. And so I actually decide that I'm going to shop for another option on brown shoes to go with these dresses because you can never have too many options. So I start looking and there are two nice pairs. Uh, one is sort of a lower strappy thing with nothing on the back and then 
the other pair is a much higher pair that actually this and this like hits some kind of weird um slutty fantasy i i have been harboring for years uh, it's the kind of high heels that uh they have a thing that goes up over your heel and then there's actually a strap that goes around your ankle and buckles in the front. And these are like, I don't know if they're high fashion or low fashion, uh, but I have to say I have thought about shoes like this and wondered about them for years. And I try them on and they really are not that flattering on me, but I can't get over these little straps around the ankles. And I decided that this this is really my pair, um, that I, I have to own these. Uh, and I know that I'll end up bringing them back. I know that this won't be the pair for the dresses, but I, I do have to own these right now. Now I feel a little bit, um, disappointed in this shopping trip. Like there's all these stores that I should be just going over the top with and having these crazy shopping experiences, but I'm so panicked about Keith being here soon that, um, I'm rushing through it a little bit and, uh, you know, so I'm not savoring this last moment and that's kind of a bummer, but I also really want to get it done. I do not want to come back again next week and do this again. So Puma is one of those stores that I have spotted and known was coming up, uh, for a while. And I, I love Puma in some ways. I mean, as you know, is apparent from my gold lame Puma bag purchase. But I always thought that the Puma store would be this amazing experience for me where I would get to buy and own a pair of Pumas. But I have to say, I was disappointed when I tried on those brown Pumas at She. And I didn't really like the way they looked because I've always kind of fantasized about Pumas. And there were those purple satin Pumas that I bought at Sport Authority, at Sports Authority. What is it? Sport Authority or Sports Authority? I'm not sure. Um, but I took those back because I knew they were kind of impractical. But here I have this opportunity to get something kind of cool. And I don't know if I have it in me to do this because Keith's going to be here in like 10 minutes and, um, and I still have uh, a bunch of stores. Like I peeked around the corner when I walked in here and there's like three or four more stores that I have to go to. So I decide that I just have to be practical, um, about this. And, um, the first thing that catches my eye is this bright pink Puma sweatsuit. It's just the perfect kind of seventies pink with white, uh, ribbing. And then on the back in gigantic letters, white and blue letters, it says Puma. I, it is so right. It, how could it be wrong? It's so beautiful. And I look through and they only have an extra large, but I, you know, this is a fantasy. I'm not really going to own this. So I, uh, I, I know this would swim on me, but I'm just going to get it. And then, um, they have pink sweatpants to go with it, but I don't really like the idea of the total pink outfit. So then I find this pair of blue sweatpants with pink piping. And 
I think that this might just be the perfect workout outfit. Uh, and again, they only have the extra large. They don't have the larges or mediums in the pants, but I just get the extra larges and, uh, and just, I'm just going with the fantasy. We're fantasizing and we're pretending that these, um, I've tried them on and they look fantastic. And, uh, I'm going to go out for a run now. Bye-bye. Um, the tude in here is oozing out of everybody who works in here. Uh, they're just so cool. Uh, I kind of can't stand being around them. And when I bring this stuff up to the register, the, I guess he must be the manager or someone more senior because he starts to get the stuff kind of folded up nicely. But as he's doing that, he's saying, Ken, can you ring this up for me? Ken, can you ring this up for me? And Ken comes over and Ken is a super spacey looking 18 year old kid with really shaggy blonde hair who looks like he should be working at Oakley or at one of the other surf shops. And Ken comes over and takes the register. He looks a little nonplussed that he's being forced into doing that instead of pretending to fold the t-shirts, which is what he was doing before. Uh, but Ken takes the register and he looks at me and instead of saying, okay, or hi, how are you doing to me? He winks at me and he kind of shakes his head. He like shakes his hair back. Um, and I guess this in cool land is uh, a sort of more modern form of greeting. Uh, but he, he ends up, you know, being perfectly competent on the register and so, you know, I get my extra large, uh, workout gear, uh, with no, no major incidents. Now, Sisley is across the way on the corner and, uh, there's a big sign which says final sale. And I think that's interesting because, uh, most of the stores don't seem like they're on their final sale of the summer. They f seem like they're starting their sales. But I just sort of breeze in and it's kind of a pricey European store and everything is 25% off in the store. So that seems like a pretty good deal. And I do breeze by the register and it says that, um, sales are returns are taken up to 30 days after purchase. So, um, I'm sort of looking at stuff and there's a saleswoman who I think smells money because she sees the Puma bag and she's trying to direct me towards all kinds of stuff. She takes my shopping bags and puts them aside for me so I don't have to carry them. And I, uh, you know, I don't really like this clothing that much. And I'm not really into like trying on the pants, seeing if they fit really well. They don't. Oh, we'll try another pair of pants. Oh, these don't fit either. Not in the mood. But I find this kind of nice jacket. It's like a, it's a blazer almost, but it's this wrinkly blue gray fabric. And I try this on in front of the mirror and it actually fits really nicely and it would go really well with jeans just for being a little dressed up, you know, if you're going to an opening or something. And, you know, Krista 
always has these little jackets and she looks so cute in them all the time. And I wish I had more things like that, that didn't look like I was going to a job interview. They actually look kind of hip and dressed up. So I decide that I'm going to get this and it's normally a hundred dollars. So that should bring it down to about 75. And the saleswoman is super eager to help me. And, um, she is trying to get me to buy this lavender tank top to go with it. But, you know, I've got plenty of tank tops at home and, you know, there's just, uh, you know, she keeps trying to steer me towards buying more stuff, but I just say, look, I'm meeting my husband in a few minutes and I don't have time to try stuff on maybe some other visit. So I go ahead, make the purchase and I get my receipt back and stamped on the receipt is the words final sale. And so I'm like, uh, whoops. I just bought a $75 jacket that can't be returned that I like, but it's not like I put a ton of thought into this $75 purchase and now I'm stuck with it. Um, sorry, Keith. I'm actually amazed that this is the first time that this has happened to me in the entire mall. Uh, and I, probably would not have spent $75 on this jacket normally, but I, I will wear it. Uh, but it does kind of, it's kind of sticks in my craw that I was so stupid when I walked in that I wanted it just to mean final sale of the season when clearly it's like final sale. You, everybody knows what that means. It means no more end of the road. The buck stops here. Literally. So I am the proud owner of a new fancy pants, European Sisley jacket. There you go. Now it's two o'clock, but Keith hasn't called me yet to tell me he's arrived at the mall. So I go into, um, Bebe, um, at least I don't know if it's Bebe or BB. I always think of it as Bebe, you know, like baby in French, but or maybe that's enfant. Uh, I don't know if Bebe is actually a real world word in French, but BB Bebe, I go in and this is like the, the slutty hoe, expensive slutty hoe store. Uh, lots of things with, which like emphasize your boobs to the nth degree. And they're training this woman actually, uh, while I'm in there and she's like, and the manager's like, so be friendly, ask open-ended questions and always be there to listen. <laughs> I, I think that's excellent advice for a salesperson, but I, other than the woman in Pearl Vision, I don't think that anyone has been that helpful to me. So they may be telling people this, but I don't know if anyone really understands what that means. But on the other hand, I wonder if because I'm in here under false pretenses, I don't get that kind of help because, um, I, I'm not authentic in some way or I'm not being authentic with them or genuine. So they can't be genuinely 
open-ended and helpful with me? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting question. It's a sort of a chicken and the egg question really for me. Um, don't want any of this crap, um, really ugly dresses. And so I decide I'm just going to grab something off the racks and I end up grabbing, uh, this butterfly top, which is, it's like, it's almost like a dressing gown type shirt, like a little sheer silky red and off white blousey thing that ties in the front, but doesn't button and you'd have to wear it over something. So it reminds me of like nightgown type stuff, but it may be meant for like wearing over a tank top or something. And I actually just think the fabric and the colors are so luxurious and so I, they would make me feel uh, just pampered somehow, but I do see it as kind of a, like a, uh, uh, sitting in front of your makeup mirror, you know, uh, like in an old movie, this is, it's sort of old fashioned. I would have curlers in my hair if my hair were longer than an inch anywhere. And I, you know, you'd be smoking a cigarette in a long cigarette holder. Um, that's what this thing makes me think about. And, and, um, and I, I decide that this is what I'm going to get, uh, at the counter. Um, they try to convince me to join their, their BB. It turns out is BB, their BB club for frequent shoppers. But, um, although I probably have the air of someone who's going to become a frequent shopper, I'm not really. So I make up a lame excuse and, and avoid that. So I'm around the corner and I only have two more stores to get to. Um, Club Monaco is next. And uh, this is sort of a classier, pricey clothing store. Um, Men and women's stuff. It's a little on the preppy side for me. And I'm not, it's not like Brooks Brothers preppy, but it's still... It's a little staid. You know, this actually begs the question of what kind of person I am. If I find BB too slutty and Club Monaco too staid, like what's my problem? Like I fit nowhere. If, if that's the spectrum, where am I? (laughs) Where do I shop? (laughs) Uh, It's a question that cannot be answered. I, I just don't really want this stuff that I could do t-shirts. I'm getting kind of bored of these random decisions. Uh, but then this bag catches my eye and I didn't mean for this to turn into a bag day, but I've bought a lot of bags today. Um, but this is like a leather tote and it's on the men's side. So I think it's supposed to be kind of manly. Although I think it's, it's a man bag, but it's not a very nice man bag. It's more like a man tote. And who really needs a leather tote, really? So it's manly, but kind of feminine at the same time, which I guess is kind of what a man bag is. Uh, in any case, it's um, it's kind of attractive, and it's certainly the only thing that's caught my eye in the store. It is $149. And, you know, for a leather bag, that's really not that bad. So I decide that I'm going to purchase it. Now I'm kind of flying here. Um, I can't believe 
that I'm almost to the end. And as I walk out of Club Monaco, my phone rings and Keith has arrived. So he has given me a nice little extra 15 minutes here. And I say, well, I only have one store left. Uh, so why don't you come down and meet me in front of it? So I give him directions to where I am to walk, you know, left towards Nordstrom's and I'll be standing by the fountain on the other side of the pool of water. And I watch for him to come down and then I'm wondering, did I say left or right? Cause he doesn't show up at first, but then he shows up and it's funny to see him walking towards me here because, um, I'm surrounded by shopping bags and I don't know, this is kind of like my secret life that I come here and I buy all this crap, you know, and it comes home briefly with me, but it's kind of, it's almost like a private thing. And he, here he is and, and he's entering it. He's entering this world that I've been alone in for so long and he's got a big smile on his face, but I can tell he just hates being here at the same time, which I should also, but I've just become accustomed to it. And, um, it gives me a big kiss and, and, um, he says, so how do we get this over with? <laughs> and, uh, and I say, well, I have one more store. And I said, do you want to stay out here or do you want to come in with me? And he's like, uh, I don't know. What do you want? And I'm like, why don't you come in with me? So we go into BB sport together and BB sport is obviously BB, but more sport stuff. And, um, he says, what is this? Like, uh, slutty tracksuit store. And I said, yeah, it's something like that. And then a sales girl comes over and it's like, you know, hi, can I help you? And, um, I, I look around and what catches my eye is this brown, you know, I guess brown is a theme for me too here. Anyway, a brown velour tracksuit. And the tracksuit has on the front of the pants, it has this silver embroidered and decaled design that says BB sport. And it's like this really elaborate thing with like a crown and all these wings and an eagle and stars. And it says the art of sport. And then the, uh, sweatshirt has the same thing, but larger on the back. So it's like one of those bikers jackets that has a big like drawing on the back. That's what this has. And this is so uh, like, juicy couture kind of like sweatsuity hip. And this I have to do. They have it in blue too, but I don't know. The brown just kind of appeals. So I decide that I may be in a brown rut, but I'm just going to go for it. The sales girl comes over and says, can I start a dresser, just dressing room for you while you look around? And I said, well, actually, I think I'm just going to try that on. I said, cause he's breathing down my neck. Uh, and I, I sort of nod at Keith and all the sales girls in the store start cackling. Uh, they think this is like the funniest thing they've ever heard as I leave Keith with all my shopping bags. And I think it's a kind of a really funny moment of, um, 
sort of play acting these roles, you know, that we're supposed to be in. I go back into the dressing room and, um, try it on and it's a little tight in my ass. It, it kind of hugs my butt cheeks really tight and, uh, it fits, but it's just like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, if I actually wore this, I would be a little uncomfortable that people could see my, my bum a little too clearly. Um, but you know, it is so exactly what I wanted. Uh, it would be perfect with the gold Puma bag, uh, you know, go into the really expensive sports club or whatever. And, uh, so I decide I'm going to buy it. So I take it off and I get out of the dressing room and they have actually seated Keith down in the dressing room area. And I, I'm like, Oh, I, I should have tried this on for you. And I didn't know you were here. And he says, well, oh, whatever. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to try this on for you. So I go back in the dressing room and I put it on and I come out and he just starts to laugh. I show him the decal in the back and he's like, that is perfect. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get it. And the sales girl, um, walks by and she's like, so is it going to work out? And I'm like, yeah, this is just absolutely perfect. So, um, I go up and I, I, um, I'm at the counter and they try to sell me on, uh, that thing again. And apparently, um, they, they tried to sell Keith on it while I was trying the clothes on. And he was like, I don't know what the fuck you're trying to talk to me about. <laughs> talk to my wife. And so they try to sell me on it and it's free. So it doesn't make any sense to turn it down, but cause you get like 10% off your purchase, but I just don't want to have anything to do with it. And I don't want it to keep me in the store for any longer. So, um, I go ahead and I buy it. And, um, I think that this was a great way to end the day. Now, um, Keith and I go and get another locker and we put the rest of the bags in it. It's quite a feat to get all these bags into a second locker. I really outdone myself today, but, uh, we're, we're unloaded and we're going to head up to California cafe. And I say, well, um, Hey, do you want to go on a roller coaster ride with me? cause I've had this idea in my head that we would go on the roller coaster ride that goes all around the amusement park. And then we'd go have a drink and he starts kind of coughing and he's like, Oh, <clears throat> I hate roller coasters. And like, I'm going to force him to do this really horrible thing. And I'm like, all right, all right, that's okay. I'll go on by myself when I do my final returns when I come next week. And, uh, he's like, okay, good. Um, I, I just, I just really don't want to do that. So Keith doesn't like roller coasters, uh, almost 10 years of marriage. And, uh, and this is the first time I find this out. <laughs> I thought he loved roller coasters. I hear all kinds of stories about him on roller coasters when he was a kid, but whatever. So we go up to California cafe and we get a seat right overlooking the entire amusement park. And it's kind of incredible you know, first of all, to walk around the mall in the other direction and then to sit there in the middle of this vast amusement park with all the stores all around outside. And I all of a sudden have this physical experience of what I've just done. 
So when you're shopping at the stores and you're on a particular aisle or, you know, row of stores, you're just in that row. You're not thinking about the whole other rest of the space. But sitting in California Cafe, overlooking all these roller coasters and um, seeing glimpses of the mall where people are shopping all around through the entrances, you know, to the, the park. I suddenly am like, holy crap. I just shopped at all the stores in the mall of America. And I walked this entire space. I went in all those stores. That is just unbelievable to me that I, I did that. And, um, I feel exhausted. I feel really, really thirsty. I need a glass of water. I'm hungry. And, um, and I'm kind of proud of myself for pulling that off. And I have had an experience in every single one of these stores and I can remember every single one. That's kind of amazing. So anyway, Keith and I order lunch get a pitcher of sangria and we toast to uh, a job well done. <laughs>